This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, ready or not, the game begins. Yes. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Brett today because he's too busy watching the Bengali Tigers battle the tribal chieftains. Yeah. He's all got the foosball fever. Yep. He's uh, not rooting for the head of the table. That's for certain. Yeah. I mean, he's got a tattoo. He's contractually obligated. So you won't be here for this episode or apparently for the Super Bowl episode. Yeah. So. And this episode was brought to you by D-Cat. D-Cat and D-Hat. That is correct. Thank you, D-Cat, for uh, suggesting this movie. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've had one of hers. Yeah. So it's good to good to have a recommendation from her. So, Chris, how does this specific movie start? Well, this specific movie starts with a flashback. It's, uh, I don't know, time before present time. Yes, that is correct. That's usually what a flashback is, Chris. Thank you. And we see uh, some kids running around a palatial estate. With a lantern, a hand lantern. Yeah, and some kid hides, presumably his smaller brother, in a closet. Yes. Just like Tom Cruise. Yeah. And a guy rolls up, and he's like, hey, man, you got to help me out. They're trying to kill me. And he's got an arrow sticking in his uh, gutty works. Yep. And, And what does the kid do? The only thing he can. Yep, rats him out. Yep, he's like, hey, guys, he's in here. Yeah, found him. And uh, they grab him. They're all wearing fucking weird sort of phallic masks. I don't know why I think they're phallic. I know they're weird. Like maybe like they took pigs faces and cut out the snouts and made them masks. I'm not sure. Maybe not phallic, but they look like they have balls hanging off the one side of them. Uh, Well, you know, maybe ballic. They're testicular imbalanced masks. Yeah, they're weird. They're unpleasant. <laughs> they are fucked up. And there's a uh, a lady in a wedding dress watching this happen. Yeah. Looking sad. And then we uh, jump smash cut to present day. Yes. Where someone is getting married and it's not Peggy Sue. No. It's and uh, the babysitter. The, the bride is nervous. The babysitter. Yes. The babysitter ba- is nervous. The babysitter is nervous on account of she's marrying into uh, serious money. Yeah, like a very rich family uh, who she is convinced do not like her. Yeah, on account of her humble upbringing. Yes. And the fact that they are board game tycoons 
Yeah. I guess. And her uh, her betrothed that has become he was estranged from the family for a while. Yeah. And now they're trying to get him to get her to bring him back into the fold. Yeah. And uh Oh, and she talks about how his drunk older brother his alcoholic older brother keeps hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And how Aunt Aunt Helen doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. Uh and pretty sure that his dad doesn't like her. Uh turns out though her mom, the mom, Andy McDowell, uh seems kind of okay with her. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like you remind me of me kind of thing. Which is cool. And Andy McDowell's awesome. Yeah, because I guess uh, she Go on. It's always fun for me to see Andy McDowell in something, especially ever since Hudson Hawk. I love seeing Andy McDowell in things. <laughs> a weird touch point, but <laughs> I mean, a Secret Service nun who can speak to dolphins. What more do you want? Hudson Hawk was a weird movie. <laughs> I love that fucking movie, and I will fight anyone who does who says it's terrible. That's a lot. Which of is people. a lot of people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're gonna be exhausted by the end of that. I will. I will fight one tenth, or no, one thousandth of the people who say it's a terrible movie. Uh, still be worse. It still be better than apparently than the Men's Royal Rumble this last Saturday. But so uh, that's what I hear. The family is uh, all together except for the sister who isn't there yet and her husband. And they have a nice, like, surprisingly small wedding at the estate. Yeah. And the, although the the uh, the older brother, uh, the alcoholic older brother, uh, does tell her that she can still get out if she wants to. Um, basically, they kind of, both the husband and the brother kind of try to convince her not to marry the brother. Yeah. Or her, like, yeah. Like, he's like, you know, you can just, like, no, seriously, like, you can just walk away if you want. Like, we don't have to do this. And she's kind of like, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, alcoholic brother's I, like, you can leave now. He gets shooed off. Even her, her fiance was like, no, really, you can, no. you can just walk away from this if you want. And I was like, huh? I was watching this with my wife because, and because she kind of, I, I just threw it on while she was down. We were, she was working on her little computer and I was watching this. I was like, how would you have done if I had said that to you? She'd been like, I don't know. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. What? Like, why is it like my fiance trying to convince me not to marry him? That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> well, I think he, he doesn't say not to marry him. I think he, he says they could elope. Yeah. Basically, he's just trying to do is look, try, try not to have this wedding. Yeah. But uh, they go through with it. It's a charming ceremony. They don't actually show the ceremony at all. No, I. it's implied charming. I, implied married, yes. And we cut to the them returning to his room after the wedding. And, oh my god, they're fucking married. What? Yeah. and uh, which, which I remember, because I remember driving home because even though my wife and I lived together before we got married, driving home after like the night, the day after the ceremony, and my brother talking to someone on the phone, I'm like, "Oh yeah, my brother and his wife." And I was like, "My wife, <laughs> my wife." 
That sounds weird as fuck. <laughs> so I get it. And uh, they're up in the room, and they're going to uh, consummate the marriage. Uh, yes, I believe they're going to have what was earlier termed as a bonathon. A bonathon. Yes. That's what they had be- 18 months before the wedding when they were living together in sin. <laughs> and uh, tur- turns out Aunt Crazy Hair is in there with them. Yeah, she looks like fucking uh, uh, the Quidditch teacher from the first Harry Potter movie. I cannot Miss- deny or confirm that. Yeah, Miss Gooch. Is that her name? Gooch. Professor Gooch. <laughs> ah. Professor Gooch. Professor Tate. <laughs> Professor Grundleshunt. <laughs> and uh, she's like, hey, don't forget. We all got to go meet downstairs for the thing. Totally the not ominous night. thing. Yeah. And then she's like, why was she behind our mirror? Or behind your mirror? And you're like, oh, it's like servants tunnels. They're all throughout the, the, the house. Yeah. Which, which still, why didn't she just go to the door and knock? Yeah, doesn't make it better. No. But I just love because like the whole, because fucking Aunt Gooch, like the whole, previously like through the whole wedding was just scowling. And like before the wedding was scowling and like it was she just had the best fucking resting scowl face I've seen <laughs> in a movie ever. And uh, so the husband explains to a babysitter that it's tradition in the family that when any some whenever somebody new joins the Dominion, I believe is how they phrased it. Yes. That. They have to play a random game. Yeah. Ma- maybe it's a uh, fucking checkers chess. or chess or old maid Scrabble or whatever, or whatever old. the equivalent of Scrabble they had was. Yeah. And that at midnight, they all have to go down to the music room for the thing. Yep. The room that only family members are allowed into. Yeah. And apparently the the servant who plays the piano. He's also allowed. Yes. And he plays the the wedding march when she comes into the room. And uh, the husband's father, the uh, head of the household, if you will. The patriarch of the family. Yeah. Tells a little story. About how uh, back in the olden days, great-grandfather got drunk with a dude on a boat. And he gave him the box that he has in front of him. And says, if he can figure out the box, then he'll fund whatever ventures. Great-grandpa wanted to embark on. And so he did and decided to form a board game company. I mean, in fairness, he was pretty drunk at the time. Yeah, I mean, I if I mean, I'd be like, yeah, we'll make a role playing game company. So I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And uh, here's he says the only bargain part, the bargain that he made was he'll do all that, but they got to do the thing what where they play the game 
where you pick yeah. the pick a card. You take a blank card and you put it in the box, and the box magics a game onto the card. Yes. And that's the only stipulation. That is the only stipulation. And uh, Uh, everybody's like, yeah, don't worry about it. This is weird. But like everybody was just everybody else that said, you know, I played chess or old maid or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Donnie. Okay. So we have Andy McDowell is the matriarch of the family. And she actually does say, I think, to husband once, like, what are you going to do if she pulls the card? And he's like, what are the chances of that? I mean, this is a movie. How could they possibly pull the the card in the movie? I don't understand. That's not going to um, happen. Nope. And then uh, Donnie shows up. Uh, who is well? He's Donnie in uh, Orphan Black, which uh, if you haven't seen Orphan Black, it's real fucking good. And uh, he is married to a very uptight uh, soccer mom. And they have the best fucking dynamic in that show as a couple. Um, And uh, there's also Mrs. McMurray, who is sister to the two brothers. Good pull. Yep. Well, that's because I was like, why the fuck does she look familiar? And IMD beat her like, oh, Mrs. McMurray. That'd be why. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he is married to Mrs. McMurray. Uh, noted screw up of the family. Yes. And he is, and Donnie is also a fucking screw up. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's the one who got old maid. He's like, what the fuck is old maid? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then, um, there is charity who is married to older brother. Yeah. Who's a straight up gold digger. Like their words. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the that's the entire family, right? There's well, the crazy. There's Aunt, Aunt Hooch. I think it's Madame Hooch. Is that lady's name not Madame Gooch? But we'll just uh, go with Gooch. I think from now on because that's better. Uh, well, there's okay. the kids, the sisters' kids are running around. Georgie and whoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, so this will be our second movie in a row with a Gooch, Chris. That's true. <laughs> it's accidental gooch month. <laughs> um yeah, so of course she get they hand her the box, she pulls out the card and lo and behold, it says hide and seek. Yeah. And uh the babysitter is like hide and seek the fuck. Like they're like, "Yeah, we count to 100, you hide and uh we have to come find you." And, uh, and if we don't find you before dawn, you win. Yeah. But the house is going to be locked down, so you have to stay in the house. Yeah, you can't run out of the house. And she's like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll do it. Yep. And so she goes and she hides in a dumbwaiter and chews on her fingernails loudly enough to make my wife squirm. Fair enough. And, uh, yeah, so she's just sitting there chewing her nails and she's like, and they play this record, this hide and seek record over the loudspeakers in the house. Cause the house apparently has a fucking like intercom system. Yeah. Of some kind. 
And, and I don't, uh, are the lyrics ominous in it? I don't remember. I mean, it's just a song about hide and seek. It's ominous in context, I suppose. Yeah. And then, uh, and they start grabbing weapons in the the family room. Yeah, not like regular people weapons, but like a fucking harpoon gun and a crossbow and an axe. Oh, they hand they hand Donnie the crossbow, and he's like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" Like, like people don't use crossbows. What the fuck? <laughs> A fair response. He's never, been hunting. he's never been hunting with someone who's had open heart surgery before then, because uh, you can't you can't bow hunt deer with a regular bow if you have an open heart surgery because it's too much stress on your uh, sternum. So you have to use a crossbow. That's incredibly specific. I I knew a guy. I guess so. <laughs> yep, Randy Jimenez. So they're. Uh, uh, they're geared up. Yep. And, oh, and, and Aunt Gooch has the uh, the big fucking axe. Yeah. Because of course she does. Uh, Mama McDowell has the bow and arrow. Uh, Patriarch has just a rifle. Uh, fucking Mrs. McMurray gets a like one of those like four barreled pistols. Yeah, it's like a Derringer kind of a bigger. Yeah, and it's just like it's like a single shot, but it's got four barrels, so it's got four shots. Um, who else has what? What did what did the alcoholic older brother get? Uh, he also just has like a rifle of some sort. Okay, and what did they? Oh, they but they just left. Uh, they left the groom in the uh, room by himself, and they had Charity watch the door. Yeah, because he doesn't seem like he's into the. Uh... What's about to happen? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, which in case it's not clear what's happening, it's, it's the most dangerous game. Yes. Yeah. They are going to hunt her and kill her. If they're going to seek her and kill her while she hides, uh, does she just get fucking bored of sitting in the dumb waiter and move on? Yeah. She just gets bored. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, she goes, oh, but her, the husband, before she goes off to hide, tells her, meet me back in my room. Yeah. Uh, like just head to the room. I'll meet you there. Uh, so as soon as like charity is like watching the door from the outside, he just uses one of the servants tunnels to go to his room because no one thought that he would just use a servants tunnel, even though Andy Gooch did that earlier in the movie. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I would have done. Yeah, so he heads to his room. She shows up at the room. Um, Sister, uh, the one of the maids walks in. Yeah, one of the maids walks in. It's like, oh, here she is. And then you hear like Mrs. McMurray is like, what? And then she just fires in the room and just shoots the fucking maid in the head. Yeah. And they're like, Clara. She was my favorite. <laughs> Every time someone references which maid this was that got shot, their response is, she was my favorite. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good bit. And uh, everybody kind of freaks out on account of that's not the plan. Nope. So they drag her off while uh, husband and wife are hiding. Yeah, they're hiding like behind the bed, basically. Yeah. 
and uh, the husband breaks it all down that this is a game in which they kill her less well, they, they're horrible gonna, things they're happen. Gonna, yeah, they're going to sacrifice her. They're going to they're gonna hunt her down, take her and sacrifice her in order to keep the family powerful. Yeah, because that's, that's the rules of the game, I suppose, or the, the Faustian the bargain they, they made. made. With- with La La Biel or whatever, basically like it's the name's an anagram for Belial. Yeah, you know, one it's of the, the devil. One of the names of the devil. Yeah, and, and I like he's like I was gonna tell you, but I thought you wouldn't want to get married. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably not, like, bro. And he's like, but you were like, I was happy not marrying you, but you were the one who was like gonna leave me if we didn't get married. So I married you because I didn't want you to leave me. Yeah, so if and you think about it, this is your so fault. So yeah, really, yeah, it's all your fault, really. <laughs> yeah, my family's trying to hunt you down and kill you. I mean, like, I will take no responsibility for this whatsoever. I mean, if you really think about it in the right light, this is kind of on you. I mean, look what you're wearing. Yeah, it's a wedding dress. You were asking so, for a marriage. You were asking for a marriage and being hunted down and killed afterwards. <laughs> But he's basically, and he's like, look, look, my bad. Things are a little out of hand, but I'll get you out of here. Let me I'll go to the security to the... console and unlock everything. Yeah, and you take this tunnel here out to the to the grounds, and from there you can get out of the you can get out of the house and off the grounds, and you'll be safe. Yeah, she uh has the sense to change her shoes. Yep, she changes from her uh, heels into yellow Converse. Yeah, some good old Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. And uh, she heads down and is caught almost immediately when she gets in the hall. Yeah, like instantly spotted. Yeah, but from the other side of the hall, Mrs. McMurray shows up and fires wildly at everyone but her from the looks of it. <laughs> Yeah, everyone like hits the deck so they don't get shot, and uh, babysitter runs off a different direction. Yeah, she like dips into the billiard room. Oh, she does have to rip off the the bottom part of her dress though because she keeps tripping on it because she's not wearing heels anymore. Yeah, so that was at least smart. And uh, as she is hiding in the billiard room, older brother shows up. And he's like, uh, God damn it. I was really hoping to not have to deal with this. I just want to get drunk. Yep. He's like, look, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I got to do this. I'll give you 10 seconds. Just get the hell out of here. Yep. And he's like, and he sits down with his drink. He's like one, 1,000, two, 1,000, two and a half, 1,000. <laughs> like he was... Being as nice as he could be, you yeah, know, and still stay within the the, the confines, confines of, of the, the rules. Game, yeah, he was really rules and lawyering finally, the shit. Yeah, and then finally he's like, "Hey, she's in here!" And then everybody comes running in, and of course she's not there anymore. And then one of the maids comes like, "Hey, she's in the and uh, Mrs. McMurray had taken the crossbow away from Donnie." 
and shoots the maid through the mouth and the, out the back of the neck. <laughs> yeah. Because she just keeps offing all of the fucking help. Yeah, and then, and then as as they try to hatch a plan, the fucking maid, yeah, just keeps gurgling in blood, which is fucking hilarious. And finally, Auntie Gooch just like takes the axe to her to put her out of everyone's misery. Yeah, I mean it's completely fucked, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it sounds terrible, but it is done for comedy, and it's done so well. And uh. They finally decide they're going to turn the cameras back on to see if they can find her. Even though Grandfather didn't have cameras, Grandfather would have yeah. used cameras if he had them. Yeah, they wanted to, they, they have to do it by tradition, and so they can't do anything that Grandpa wouldn't have done. So they had to use, like, old-timey weapons, and they can't use the security system. But they're like, well, fuck this. Like, if we don't catch her and sacrifice her, we're all fucked. So we're just going to keep fudging things until we can get it done. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, she's made her way to the kitchen. Well, she made a quick stop in the, the oh, room yeah. where it Family. started to yeah. gear up. She grabs a fucking elephant gun off the wall and a bandolier of cartridges, which are fucking bigger than my thumb. Yeah. It'll put a hole in something. It put a hole in anything. And uh, she heads to the kitchen while husband is in the security room trying to get the cameras and the doors going. Yeah, and he's just like, fuck this, fuck, fuck. Why won't this fucking work? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck me, fuck, fuck, fuck. And uh, in the kitchen, the butler guy shows up as she's hiding. And he is humming the 1812 overture. Yeah, he's sexually aroused by it, is my assumption. Yes. He like, he wants to go bum bum. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> and uh, the babysitter tries to, to load up one into the rifle, but it makes a noise and she gets caught. And so she tries to shoot him with it. Yeah, but it doesn't work. No, because apparently those shells had been uh, had the powder removed so they could be used for decorative purposes only. Yeah, which, okay, I mean, weird, but. Well, I mean, I've we went to Scotland once and like you go to like the like the tours of like castles and manors and shit. and They'll have like just patterns on the wall made out of weapons and ammo and stuff. And I'm assuming all that ammo has been uh, deactivated. Fair enough. And, uh, but she, she's not a uh, deterred cause she just busts him in the face with a teapot. Yeah. A, a boiling hot teapot. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Cause he had made the tea, the, the tea on the stove while humming the 1812 overture. And uh, meanwhile, husband has managed to get the doors unlocked, and she uh, yep. she gets outside. She does indeed. Uh, pops and uh, older brother catch him though in the control room. Yep. He goes to choke his dad out, you know, on account of murdering his wife and all. Uh, murderly erdlerine. Well, attempted, I suppose, at this point. Yes. Att- attempt attempted. And uh, 
his brother smashes him in the head. Mm-hmm. And he comes to uh, handcuffed to a bed, like yeah. the wooden railing on a bed. And they're like, you know, it's for your own good because we're all going to die if she doesn't die. So, like, yeah, you know, work with us here. Needs of the many and all that. Yes. And meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, the babysitter uh, is outside and she overhears. She's like on the roof or something. Yeah. Oh, she's crawling. Um, yeah, she's crawling. She's basically crawling along the outside of the house to get to a wall that she can jump down from. Yeah. And uh, she overhears the Aunt, Aunt Gooch and uh, Mama McDowell, I think, talking. Yeah, I think so. And they're basically like, yeah, he was always the good one, but like, when the time comes, he'll do the right thing, and he'll he'll do the thing. Yeah, and it turns out that Auntie Gooch was the the bride at the begin the cold open to the to the movie who watched her husband get get got by uh the family yeah but she's seen the error of her ways now yeah yeah and he will too yeah and uh so the babysitter is almost almost gets out but is caught by the uh the last remaining maid Yes. And Who uh, gets? She tries to hide the dumb waiter. The maid does before yes. calling for everybody, but then manages to get crushed in the dumb waiter doors. Yeah, I don't remember how exactly it gets activated, but she totally gets crushed in the dumb by the dumb waiter, killing off the last of the female help. Yeah. Uh, the babysitter takes off, manages to get out to the like the stable. The stable full of goats. The goat stable. Yes. The goat hut. I don't <laughs> know the goat house. I don't know what the technical term is. I don't either. And uh, she sees one of the the kids, and she's like, "Oh, thank God!" Like kids aren't horrible monsters. They'll certainly help me out. Yep. And then he shoots her in the hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right through the clean through the hand and she screams and then punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Which is outstanding. One of the, <laughs> the best parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's real good. Cause you're just like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Take that kid. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, fuck you kid. <laughs> For anybody who ever saw, like, a child's play and was like, just kick that goddamn stupid thing. Yep. (laughs) And then uh, somehow she ends up crashing through. uh, She gets goat scared and falls into the goat. Oh, yeah. She she gets startled by a, a goat, crashes through some doors in the floor, which are a pit with goat carcasses and oh my god a human carcass too or human bones at least yeah and uh she goes to climb back out but the ladder breaks and then she manages to get her hand hole over a nail 
which is fucking yeah. gnarly. It's gnarly as shit, and she screams the fuck out of it, too. Like, apparently that nail was CGI. Huh. And they were super worried about selling it, and then they saw her performance, and they're like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she uses the grip she has on the with her good hand on the ledge of the hole, and the nail <laughs> through her hand to pull herself up enough to use the what's left of the ladder to get out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And uh she makes a break for it. Yeah, she makes it to the fence. Yeah. Although they do manage to catch her on the security camera running around. So they kind of have an idea of where she's at. Yeah, they know she's making a break for the outside. Yeah. And so they um they uh take the uh the the fucking butler guy starts heading out after her. Yeah. And uh she tries to climb the fence, but it don't work. You know, cuz she's got a pouch fucking hole through her hand yeah but she does find a loose bar in the wrought iron fence yeah manages to f- get it pulled out yep and you know it's like a fucking like four inch hole or four inch wide gap or something but she is a tiny person uh width wise and s- squeezes through except for she like tears up her back on like a pointy bit as she goes through yeah which is also kind of gnarly yeah she uh she gets out to the road where a car is driving up. She tries to flag him down. They slow down just to scream, get the fuck out of the road at her, and then take off, which is fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fuck you. She's like, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, Yeah, she's, she screams the most like nonsensical series of swear words at him. Yeah, someone called like a small dick motherfucker fuckity fuck shit whatever it's just like i mean like she implies that he has she says he implies he has a small dick because he's driving like an expensive sports car but there's a whole bunch of other just weird profanity throwing in there thrown in there and it's so good and uh she realizes that uh the butler is hard on her trail so she makes a break for it but he ends up uh darting her doesn't he like trank darting her eventually here yeah they they get into a a scrap yeah and he ends up getting the upper hand and tranking her and he throws her in the back seat of the car and starts driving back home while playing the 1812 overture at extreme volume and facetiming the family to let them know that he had her oh no wait First, she thinks she chokes him out, thinks oh, he's yeah. done. She steals the car. Then she calls like the fucking OnStar. Yep. <laughs> to be like, hey, they're trying to kill me. Send the fucking police. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. This car has been reported stolen, so I'm going to have to like shut it off. And she's like, what? He's like, well, yeah. Like, yes, it's been reported stolen. But they're trying to kill me. It's like, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I can't call the police, even though you're driving. I literally have someone I think is driving a stolen car, but I can't call the police. Yeah. 
whatever so he that's shuts about. down the car, yeah. Yeah. So this is when uh, the butler guy shows up, smashes the window of the car, and then tranks her. Yeah. And uh, he cranks up the 1812 overture like you do, and then oh, fucking oh. FaceTimes the goddamn rest of the family for some reason. Yeah. He's like, hey, guys, I got her. And they're like, uh, dude, she's awake. She's awake in the back seat. She's awake, and he's like, "I'm rocking out to the <laughs> 12 Overture." Turn down the fucking radio, they say. <laughs> and then she, so, and then she kicks him in the fucking head, and the family is watching, so they're all like, "Oh, <laughs> oh!" And then she kicks him again. He like wrecks the car, and they do the whole like, um, "Let me in," the American version of "Let the Right One In," like car flipping and everything going kind of weightless inside of it as it flips kind of shot. Yeah. Which is, it's a good shot. And then the car crashes and then the call drops. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. And, uh, Butler guy doesn't make it through. Nope. But babysitter does. Mm-hmm. And she crawls out into the woods where she meets up with, uh, older brother who was yep. really just out there trying to not have to deal with any of this bullshit. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. I didn't want to find you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, here we are. So, I mean, I guess I got to do what I got to do. Yep. And then dad comes out and clubs her from the behind. Well, he, he clubs her and then he tells his dad to come out cause he's okay. drunk, not blind. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you had it in you, son. Yeah. And uh, back in the mansion, Mama McDowell is talking to her husband. And he's he's like, look, if anything happens to her, like, I'll kill every last one of you. And she's like, yeah, I just say that now, but. He'll either execute every motherfucking last one of them. Yeah. Don't any of you fucking pricks move. <laughs> Is that from the beginning of the movie or the end of the movie? Because the dialogue changes between the two. That's the beginning. Yeah, I think it is too. That's like the opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's also uh, the... Uh, it's also in... Um, Scooby Snacks by the fun-loving criminals. Of course it is. It's also, it also quotes Reservoir Dogs as well, or samples Reservoir Dogs as well. Like, torture you. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. I like that. This is a good idea. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, everybody listen to Scooby Snacks by fun-loving criminals because you probably haven't done it since 1997. If at all. Oh, you've never heard that song? Not once. Oh, wow. Yeah, you definitely got to listen to that one, Chris. I think you might you might enjoy it. I don't know. I actually don't know what your musical tastes swing to for that kind of thing, but it does sample at least two Tarantino movies. I mean, that's a reason enough to try. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure Matt Alex will hate it because he hates any music I like. So that's fine. Reasonable. 
Yep. So uh, anyway, now we're at the mansion. Yes. And they're getting dressed for the ritual. Yeah, everybody's robed up. There's a sick-ass pentagram table. Yep, and she is tied to it with a leather strap over her mouth. Yeah. And uh, they're speaking presumably Latin. Yeah, and they're drinking from some kind of, like, communion cup. Yeah, but the bad kind of communion, what, because of the devil and all. Yeah. Not like that good kind with the child molester priests. Yes. <laughs> yes, where you are literally drinking blood. Only after you eat the flesh. Don't make it weird. <laughs> like, that's the thing is, like, you're supposed to believe that you're literally drinking blood and eating flesh. That's the way you're. That's what. That's what the good guys believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because God, stupid. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Jesus told us to drink His blood and eat His flesh. Okay. Yeah. So now we're gonna do it every Sunday. Yep. Although I can get on board with like nine o'clock wine drinking on a Sunday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it was never like, I mean, I grew up Catholic. It was never like that much wine. I never like, you never got even remotely close to a buzz or anything. Oh, fuck that. Why are you even drinking it then? I don't know. Because you're supposed to. Because that's what Jesus said. Well, he didn't say get drunk on my blood. No, you can't get drunk on blood. I've tried. It would be a lot cooler if that is what he said, though. No, like if you drink enough blood to get drunk, you just throw throw it all up before that. So your body rejects it before you can get high. Yep. Weak. It's like milk. You can't, <laughs> Gross. You end, you end up throwing up the milk before you can drink enough milk to get drunk off of it. Good old milk drunk. <laughs> you gotta put the gasoline in it. That's a trick. Yeah. <laughs> gotta drink that whole gallon of chocolate milk in less than 30 minutes. Yeah. That ain't good. No, you're not going to be drunk by the end of it. I guarantee. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Anyway. <laughs> so um, they chant, they drink, they start vomiting blood. Well, they go to stab her to sacrifice her. And the dad is like, Bleh. oh, hmm, blood's not supposed to be coming out of my mouth. And everyone's else is like, oh, yeah. Blood's not supposed to be coming out of my stomach and mouth either. Weird. And it turns out that a older brother spiked all everything with the one guy says hydrochloric acid, but I think that's I'm not sure. No, but he's like, and she asked him about it later, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. I googled it. They're just gonna poop weird for a week," <laughs> which I think was one of the better lines in the movie. <laughs> Which makes me think it was Visine. Maybe. Because Visine yeah. will make you crazy fucking sick, but it won't kill yeah. you. It'll just make you crazy uh, fucking sick. It will put you in the hospital because apparently there was a huge upspike in people going to the hospital for Visine poisoning after Mission Impossible came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not good for you for sure. Yeah. I drank too but, much yeah, so- Visine. Yeah, so don't put Visine in your friend's coffee or whatever. 
it's not good. Yeah. But yeah, I like how he says they'll poop weird for a week. <laughs> yeah, solid. Yeah, it's a solid line. And he basically is like, look, I'll help you out because fuck this. Like, I'm going to burn this whole fucking thing to the ground. This is done. I'm finished. Burn it to the ground. This had to stop he, eventually. He goes full Seth Rollins on it. He does. His uh, wife shows up. Older brother. Miss, yeah, Charity. Yeah, Mrs. McMurray. And no. she's No. Sorry. Charity. Yeah, Char- Charity's his wife. Mrs. McMurray is his sister. Yeah. And she's got a gun on him because she's not going back to, I don't know, the fucking slums or wherever the fuck she came from before they were married. It was probably fucking like upper middle class suburbs, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she had a hard time. Yeah. I mean, it's never really said outright, but she ain't going back to wherever the fuck it was. Yeah, she just wasn't filthy stinking rich then. Yeah, she was only moderately well off. Yeah, she just it wasn't like she needed for anything, but, you know, she didn't have everything. And he, he's like, yeah, we don't you don't have to do this. Like, just let's just talk this out. And she uh, goes to take a shot at him, wigs him in the neck. Yeah, like hits him right in the, the jugular. Yeah, which gives a uh, babysitter the time to run up on her. And a pistol whipper. Oh no! Yeah. So they they grabs the grabs the pistol like they fire off like six shots while they're or five shots while they're struggling, and then she goes to sh- she gets a hold of the gun goes to shoot Charity. It doesn't work because it's out of bullets. So she just pistol whips the the bitch, which was great. I was yeah. like, just hit her. Th- oh, never mind. You got yeah, it. you're on it. You're on it. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So, uh, and at this point, husband his broken free of the handcuffs yeah he he uh used the basically he just ran the the chain back and forth against the 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 small spot in the wood until he wore through it and broke it and then apparently just left the key on the dresser or something and he unlocks them yeah well they're just trying to keep them out of the way i mean i guess it's fair he was handcuffed across the room so yeah and uh, he gets down just in time to see his brother bleeding out. Yep. And uh, she ends up uh, meeting up. Babysitter meets up with dad, patriarch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, fuck it. I'm just going to do it right here and right now. I'll take you out. And she bludgeons yeah. him with a lantern but not like a regular lantern, like some kind of crazy 1830s lantern. Yeah, like a fucking like kerosene or gas lantern. Yeah, it's running right. off a whale blubber or coal, coal oil or some shit. Yeah. Which uh, starts a fire. Like in Chicago. Yes. She runs off, gets caught by Mama McDowell. And, uh, like, I'm really sorry this is happening. Like, I actually really liked you, and I thought we could be friends and blah, blah, blah. But I guess we're going to have to sacrifice you still. Yeah. So she uh, she's trying to choke her out on the floor. Babysitter mm-hmm. grabs, uh, like, the tablecloth or whatever. Runner. It's a table runner, Chris. It's 
Oh, no, la dee da, Mr. Fancy. <laughs> and she uh, pulls down the box. What, what had the card in it? Yeah. And beats her in the face with it for a little while. Until. Like, yeah, you know. like just like bludgeons her to death with it, basically. As she uh, finishes up. Her uh, betrothed walks in. Yeah, and he's like, oh, shit, you just killed my mom. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Ah, yeah, well, extenuating circumstances and stuff. And he's like, no, no, it's cool. Let's all, uh, let's just have a nice little chat. We'll have a hug here. Nothing weird's about to happen. I'm not going to drag you off to be sacrificed. No, I would never do that. Yes. So, uh, she's drug off to be sacrificed. And, uh, yeah. And so she's not too happy about that. But, uh, they, they go sacrifice her again and they make the husband wield the knife this time. Yeah. To do the, do the thing. And he goes to stab her, but for some reason misses her heart and just stabs her in the shoulder. She manages to, like, claw somebody's hand and writhes free and gets it in the shoulder. And then she manages to get up, grabs the knife out of her shoulder, and makes a pretty solid, I've had enough of everything, I'm freaked out, scream, and just wave the knife around. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's. I've had enough of this bullshit scream. It's basically what that is. Yeah, and uh, turns out it's dawn now, though. And uh, mm-hmm. Auntie Gooch opens the curtain and lets the light in, and everybody panics because I guess yeah. they're vampires now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh shit, the sun's up. We're all dead." <laughs> and they all kind of look around each other, and no one's like bursting into flames or dying from heart attacks or anything yeah like it, whatever they were expecting to happen didn't happen and uh the sister's husband's like i knew this was all bullshit the whole time god damn it yep what are we gonna do about her and uh just when things are looking bad uh people start exploding yeah, I think does Patriarch go first? Uh no, I think it's uh Who is it? Maybe it is Patriarch. I don't remember. Somebody blows up. That's the important thing. Yeah, they just like and it's like you just popped a bag of blood. Like it's just like plah, blood everywhere. Yep. So everybody starts a popping. Yep. And even like so the when Mrs. McMurray realizes that her two kids are in the room too, and she's like, Oh crap. And like tries to get them out of the room before they can explode, but then there's just like three pops from off screen and like three like spurts of like like just shots of blood they shoot into the room. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. <laughs> it's hilarious. And then finally everyone blows up except for uh husband. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Hey, man, we've all we've all made some choices this evening. 
We can yeah, work so, this out. Yeah, like, sorry, you know, I tried to kill you after not explaining to you what all this was going to entail and uh, asking you to marry me, even though I knew there was a chance that that would mean you would die. And basically, I've been a, a without, I'm not going to admit that I've been a shit heel, but I've been a shit heel this entire time. And so, how about we just kind of. I don't run off together. I don't know. Yeah, let's and, bygones be bygones. Come on. Yeah. And she basically extends two middle fingers to him and he explodes. Yeah, she takes off her ring, throws it at him and says, I want a yeah. divorce. And then he blows up. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the house is now completely on fire. Yep. She grabs some smokes and heads out. Well, they also there's a quick flash of the the patron, the demonic patron of the family in the chair for a second. It kind of looks at her and is like, ah. Yeah, and she's just like, fuck this. I'm fucking done. She goes and has a well-earned cigarette. Yep. As police and fire reach the scene. And they're like, hey, uh, what's going on? Are you all right? Oh, fuck. No, you're clearly not all right. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're around several people who exploded. Yeah. And she just smokes her cigarette. Yeah. Blames it on the in-laws. Yep. As you should. And that's that. Yes. So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I like it. This is the second time I've seen it. It um It's pretty good. It is I really like the way it looks. It's shot real well. It does a really good job of being just ridiculous enough but never to the point of where the whole thing just is, like, goofy. It still feels like it has stakes, even though it's way over the top. It's got a good mix of, like... The the, the guys know when to uh, give you something funny all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, like the punching the kid, or the <laughs> she was my favorite. Yeah. Like, give you a nice little release every so often from the tension. The uh, the babysitter does a super good job of progressively getting from like, oh god, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, to more and more just completely like unhinged and yeah. accepting of the situation and doing whatever needs done. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how fucked up her dress gets. Yes. Like... It's it's a fun story. The characters are just the right amount of ridiculous, but like they still seem like people. I don't it's just a really good B movie kind of feel to it. Even though it doesn't look like a B movie, it's got that vibe. Yeah, yeah, I mean it looks beautiful, but I mean they can't have spent they can't have spent too much money on it. Yeah, it was all probably a house, like, for real. Well, that was the same house that Billy Madison was shot in. Huh. Yeah. It's in Toronto. 
remember correctly. And if you couldn't tell by all the fucking Canadian actors in this fucking movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a good time. It's definitely worth watching. I say give this one a watch for sure. What do you say, Troy? So I didn't go in completely cold because I had heard a horror show hot dog talk about this movie before and I knew they enjoyed it. Uh, so I was, and I knew that the twist about the twist, uh, early on. So I, I didn't go in cold, but I went in, I don't know, lukewarm, maybe tepid, uh, and, uh, you know, tap cold really. Uh, and, uh, it was, I really fucking enjoyed it. Like it's, it's funny. It's, it's a horror comedy, not a comedy horror. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh, and Samara Weaving is always just has has been good in everything I've seen her in, even the Babysitter too. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, and it's fun to see like, like the guy from Orphan Black, the lady from Letterkenny, um, Andy McDowell. Like I was just I was on board with all of that. Um, the story's fun but scary and tense. Uh, like I said, my wife managed to watch this with me, which is not common for horror movies because they usually stress her out too much, but it's kind of like Titus, the show Titus in the nineties where like they would be hitting something really like deep. Like, I don't know, like people beating gay people to death because they were gay and they would get really dark, but then there'd just be like a punchline to kind of relieve the stress for a second. And then they just slam right back into the darkness again, uh, which allowed them to get even darker than you normally would on like a broadcast TV comedy. And this kind of does the same thing where like it gets kind of horrible. Then it gets really funny. Like Donnie trying to like watch a YouTube video on the toilet about how to use a crossbow because he has no fucking clue how to use a crossbow. I know Chris glossed over that earlier. I did. You know, so fuck, fuck you, Chris. And, uh, you know, things like that, but you know, like punching the, like, she gets fucking shot in the hand clean through but then she punches the kid which just kind of makes it okay but then she has to fucking like use it to pull herself up on a nail which just makes it even worse you know like it's the same kind of thing it's really it's it's amazingly well written um whoever the writer was kudos i don't know um but no fucking watch it that's what i'm trying to say in a whole lot of words so what are you watching next week, Chris? Uh, we are watching The Undertaker and His Pals, which I've been informed is not a WWE cartoon from 1993. Doesn't it sound like one? Uh, that came to us from Kylie. Yes. So uh, thank you in advance, Kylie. I have no idea what the fuck this is, but I'm down for it just based on the name. So what if other people would want to recommend things that sound like cartoons that were made at some point? How would they do that? Well, they could reach out to us on Facebook, where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. They could email us at slaughterhousepodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. They could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast, and either put a post or a comment there. Uh, they could also go to our Discord server at discord.slarosprincess.com and go to the hashtag movie request channel and leave a uh, request there as well. 
which is probably how Kylie did this because Kylie is savvy with the Discord. And uh, if they would like to do other things like listen to us on other podcatchers, they could go to Spotify and not listen to Joe Rogan, but instead listen to us. Uh, they could go to iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music, whatever else, uh, and find us there. Um, they could support us financially by going to Patreon or store or store.slarspences.com and either pledging to us as a patron or buying some of our weird-ass merch, like science towels, which are towels that just say science on them, like in the cell. They're for science. They're for science. And, uh, yes, and I will give a special shout to our patrons. Uh, we do appreciate you. And I do try to throw something into the patron channel every occasionally on the Discord, just so that you know that we have not forgotten about you and that we love you. Thank you, patrons. So come back next time for The Undertaker and His Pals, whatever that could possibly be. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll body slam movies. Bye. Or choke slam movies if we're The Undertaker and His Pals.